Hey, what's up, everybody? Have I told you about Anchor yet? If I haven't, it's where this podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded. Now, Anchor is re- really the easiest way to make a podcast because they have recording and editing tools right on the app for you. They help you out with distributing out your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about any platform you can think about. And guess what? They even help you out with making a little bit of money on the side with your podcast. And if you're really interested in it, Go check out the anchor.fm site, or you can even download the app right off of your App Store or Google Play Store. Go check them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. In today's episode, I'll be talking about the Lakers. We'll be briefly talking about the, the Dodgers I'm just going to mention a couple of things when it comes down to the acquisitions, to the trades that they ended up making. But this episode will be mainly around the Lakers as they've gone through their not only just their trades, but as well their free agent signings, everything. Um, you know, it's, it's it was really, really uh, it was a lot of stuff that ended up happening when it comes when it comes down to the Lakers. Uh, but well, just to bring up here the Dodgers, since I did bring them up, I want to go ahead and just break down uh, just a couple a couple of the acquisitions that they ended up making so they ended up signing as you guys may might have heard the podcast that i already recorded about danny duffy um the he they ended up acquiring them from the the kansas city royals then they ended up making the trade as well to acquire not only just trey turner uh which is going to be which he's going to be he's a really young infielder for that was for the nationals and also we got max scherzer scherzer (laughs) sorry sometimes i can't even pronounce that guy's name i gotta get used to it now that he's on now that he's a dodger now this guy is a generational talent and when it comes down to being a pitcher he is right along uh he's i want to say that his level of how great of a pitcher it has to be right up there with clayton kershaw and we all know as as dodger fans that clayton kershaw's like the one of the great one of the better pitchers that we've had that we've experienced since like and i know us as dodger pitchers we have so many great pitchers um to go and talk about you know like hideo nomo uh fernando valenzuela we got sandy Koufax, uh or hershizer we got all kinds of um, pitchers that we can go ahead um even if you want to go to relief pitchers like eric garnier you know we have all these pitchers that we can always talk about but um it's definitely exciting to go and see that we're gonna have not only just one but two generational talents uh, on the same team not only just playing around the same time you know in, in this era but as well just on the same team so uh definitely excited to go in and see about that i'm gonna be making another podcast that's gonna be centered around the, the dodgers all their all their acquisitions but i'm gonna make it a little bit closer well in here in the next couple days uh just wanted to really make this one about the lakers and speaking of the Lakers here, I wanted to, as you guys have seen, maybe all over Twitter, all over social media, everywhere, ESPN, uh, free agency and all these trades and everything that have that happened over the offseason or over these past couple of days. It literally seems like on Sunday, I think it was like Sunday or Monday, the trades broke loose. Then out of nowhere, as soon as free agency, as soon as one thing dropped, everything else dropped. And it seems like everybody, every name was getting picked left and right, left and right. But anyways, here, guys, wanted to go ahead and break down so far what's going on with the offseason. As you guys probably have seen, I did I did record a podcast about the what the Russell 
uh, Westbrook trade and who every and who was involved in it and everything that came along with it. So just to go ahead and go right into what I wanted to talk about here with the with the Lakers guys, Lakers and um, just to kind of talk about just to start off because I don't want to go ahead and go right into all the positives and everything. I, I rather I rather go ahead and get something that's a little bit negative. That's you know that. You know, talk about the people that we're going to be missing, and you know, the as far as people who were involved in trades or people that just signed with other teams, you know, for whatever reason, these are the players that we are unfortunately no longer going to see in the Lakers jersey, at least not for this um, season coming up. As far as like uh, maybe later on, later on down the line, we saw that a lot of um, once a Laker, always a Laker is definitely a thing, and we'll talk about that later on. So the players that we're going to be missing here, guys, I wanted to talk about them here briefly. Uh, Kuzma, KCP, AC Fresh, and Markeith Morris. Notice I didn't mention one guy. And I am hoping that you guys maybe notice the guy that I'm not mentioning here. Uh, he was a center who ended up causing a lot of issues or a lot of problems when it comes down to the, uh, to the roster and everything. But I really don't want to go ahead and, you know, and and beat on a on a dead horse or or keep on or keep on talking about something like that. But anyways, uh, Kuz and KCP, these guys are some of the guys that have that had the longest tenure with the Lakers. Uh, they've been all through. They've been through many many years when it comes down to Lakers, and then as well when it comes down to AC Fresh, I'm really just upset to see him go. Um, when it comes down to KC, when it comes down to KCP and Kuz. I feel like it was just their time to go. Like, Kuz has been given all kinds of different roles. He's learned so much from being a Laker. And I think it's really just his time to be able to see what he can really do out there in the league without, you know, having the Lakers there by his side and maybe just seeing what Kuz can do for Kuz. Um, same thing with KCP. I mean, KCP's already been a vet. He's been out there for for already a few years. But it seems like um, he really wanted to go I believe, yeah, he really, I, I believe it was something that he also even wanted to happen. I believe uh, he's really good friends with Bradley Beal, and so he's pretty happy with when it comes down to the, the trade that happened overall. Uh, AC Fresh, what can I say? I'm going to miss Crusoe, the bald eagle, uh, you know, the, the, the bald goat, whatever you want to call him. Everybody called him all kinds of things. Uh, but this guy, I'm, I'm definitely going to miss him. Uh, Crusoe was the epitome of a, of a guy who, of your ultimate role player. This guy would do whatever you needed him to do. Like, he would do all the dirty work. He would rebound for you. He would play excellent defense for you. Now, of course, a lot of people talk about, like, oh, well, this guy's only good because he has stars around him. But, I mean, of course, people are going to look good when you have really great players around you. Now, that's nothing I'm going to say. That's nothing to discredit the guy or anything like that. I mean, the guy's a, an amazing player. And I'm really happy that he ended up getting a really good contract to play with the Bulls. And that's, that squad is going to be really good. So I definitely wish him, and, and along with Kuz and KCP, I, I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I do wish maybe a little bit that we would have maybe competed a little bit more with uh, AC Fresh. Maybe we could have, you know, maybe not match because I think 10 mil... For maybe the role that we were going to give him, like maybe we wouldn't have been able to really justify that or something like that. But anyways, it is what it is when it comes down to it. It's just part of the business. But I really do think that it's also going to be an opportunity for Caruso to get a bigger role and to have more more of a chance to 
you know to well just overall yeah just to have a bigger role to have um, um you know to play more as well uh and then and actually see what he can actually what, what he can do out there he's going to be teamed up with with an old teammate with Lanza Ball he's going to have Zach Levine there uh Nikola Vucevic uh, he's going they're going to have a solid team out there in uh in Chicago so anyways here guys uh the last player Keith uh, uh Markeith Morris unfortunately we are losing him as well I believe he went to Miami uh, so it's a team that we're familiar with and a player that we're familiar with, but we'll see what happens. Keith was always an excellent player. It seemed like he really enjoyed being a Laker as well, so definitely going to miss him. And so here, guys, just to get right into some of the guys, remember how I was talking about uh, players that we're going to new other guys. It sounded like overall some of the guys that we lost were younger guys, you know, the guys that we're we're hoping that maybe we can kind of grow up with the with the with the organization when it comes down to like Kuz, AC Fresh, even with KCP. K, even though K, with KCP being a bit of more of a veteran, but he was still in his I think I think he was only like 28, 29, and like in his eighth or ninth season. So he was kind of matched up right there with AD. But anyways, here guys, wanted to mention the two guy, the two young guys that we're getting to kind of not necessarily replace that, but we're getting some younger guy. We're getting two two guys that are younger than most of the other free agents that we signed this year or for this offseason, and that's Malik Monk, Malik Monk, and uh, Kendrick Nunn. Now, yes, for those of you who are religious, we have a nun and a uh, and a monk on our, on our team now. <laughs> So uh, I don't know, maybe maybe that was a stupid joke or something like that, but wanted to mention here, guys, uh, Malik Monk is a very, very athletic young guy. He's only been in the league, I think, for like two or three years, but this dude has just shown that he has a lot of potential, a lot of raw talent, has a lot of uh, athleticism. And it just seems like he hasn't really found the the spot or his landing spot. So what better place to see what he got with the than other with the Lakers? And if he does good, I mean, the that could be a good payday for him next year or something like that. Uh, so with Kendrick Nunn, he actually signed a two year deal, if I'm not mistaken, when it comes down with the Lakers. And so that kind of excites me to see maybe if he outperforms this uh, this next contract, which this guy was even considered in the in the talks for. Uh, at the NBA Rookie of the Year, if I'm uh, right there with like John Moran at times, like this dude was really, really considered a, a Rookie of the Year candidate, and so for us to be able to pick him up and uh, like that after, you know, maybe I don't know what I don't know what happened with the Heat or anything like that. Maybe it was like he they just didn't have enough money around to go and pick him up. But I mean, like we were able to pick him up for pretty much nothing. But uh, I'm really excited to see what this guy can do. Both of these guys are athletic. Uh, Nunn can definitely shoot. He can even play make a little bit. He really showed a lot of his, uh, you know, versatility in these past couple years with the Miami Heat. And for a guy, for for us to be able to get guy a guy that came from the Miami Heat organization, you know, is showing that we have um, multiple guys who really know how to or multiple guys that are young very smart very um you know they have a lot of iq i think that's one of the things that you're going to notice on this roster that there's a lot of smart basketball players on this on this squad so to move on from malik monk and uh kendrick nunn here guys i want to remember how i was speaking about once a laker always a laker and that's a, definitely a thing and if you guys don't think so just look at just hear these names kent Bazemore, wayne ellington Trevor Ariza and Dwight Howard. Now those guys all have something in common. They're all former Lakers guys. Even if they played just one year, like uh, 
like Ken Bazemore and Wayne Ellington, I believe they only played one year. I know for sure with Bazemore, he only played the one the one season, and he only played like twenty or thirty something games. But the dude was a solid. Uh, after that, the dude was uh, dude turned out to be a. I mean, he even showed that he was a solid role player even with us. And after that, he's played with pretty good teams uh, and with other superstars like even with Steph Curry and everything as a recent. And as and I think it's as like it was a second time going around with Golden State this these past two years. But um, I mean, the dude obviously knows how to play with with stars. He even played a little bit with Kobe as well when and during his time with the Lakers. So for for this guy to be back with the Lakers, play alongside with another superstar, and him being him being a capable defender, and he's a smart guy as well when it comes down to it. I mean, the guy's been in the league for quite some time now. You kind of have to have a certain level of basketball IQ, I think, in order to. Uh, continue to play in the NBA after so many years because after a while your athleticism and certain things kind of go down a little bit they digress a little bit so you definitely your IQ how I feel like always has to be at a certain level in order to continue to play in the NBA and that definitely shows I think a lot with these guys that, that we that we ended up getting not only just with these guys that are former Lakers but as well with other guy with other players that we ended up getting uh, now we also got Wayne Ellington Trevor Reza and with those three guys excluding Dwight Howard and I'll even talk about a little bit about Dwight Howard right now in just a bit but those three guys they all got something in common they can all shoot they've been excellent three-point shooters in their career throughout their career and especially in the uh, last year I, I want to say that Wayne Ellington had his career high in uh, or matched his career high in three-point percentage and f- with 44 percent so I mean that's that's freaking incredible for somebody to shoot 44% from the three-point line and and I mean we that's the one thing that was has always been the biggest thing ever since ever since Braun joined the team ever, ever since we got LeBron on the team and especially now that we have LeBron, AD and Westbrook as the three-headed monster for the for the team we definitely needed shooting around those three, right? What better guy to, to get than Wayne Ellington? Kemp Bazemore can definitely go and shoot the the three ball, but what I really like is that he can he can attack the closeout. He can drain that mid range game where he kind of just steps in a little bit inside the three point line and gets that little seventeen or eighteen footer. Uh, he can also he can also go ahead and attack the basket. I really haven't seen too much of that from Wayne Ellington. I know he's a really just a more just raw shooter uh, from what I remember and from what I've seen. Uh, we all know about Trevor Reza. He had those two years with the Lakers. The first year, he really couldn't, really didn't play much because of uh, injuries and stuff like that. Second, uh, second year was in 08, the year that we unfortunately lost to the uh, to God. I can't uh, the Celtics. God, it was the year that the Celtics ended up winning, and we ended up losing to them unfortunately. Uh, after that, we we lost them into free and free agency, which the year after that we ended up uh, we ended up winning. And the year after that, we ended up winning again. So it seems like maybe he's just making up for lost time, and he's trying to get that championship with uh, with the Lakers and throw. So uh, the last, uh, so, but when it comes down to Ariza, he definitely can defend. He's uh, very smart as well. So it's a little bit of a common thing, or, or it's, um, a thing that I, I I feel like it's the thing that that the Lakers organization, Rob Palinka, really focused on over this offseason is guys who are really smart, who have a really good IQ who can defend and who can shoot as well, or who are not afraid to shoot at least. We also got uh, Dwight Howard, guys. So obviously you guys are familiar with that name and everything as well from the 2020 year. In my eyes, in my in my mind, I feel like he never even left. 
all throughout last year and this is the reason why because all throughout last year most of the people even that i know that i follow on twitter and and that i follow on their podcast and everything all i heard was about dwight that oh dwight howard would be great in this situation oh we really miss dwight and i was one of them i really missed dwight last year it really seemed like we did not have any kind of a lob threat and this is <laughs> dwight's gonna give us that dwight's gonna give us a different look when it comes down to the center position because we're also gonna have uh because we'll, we'll also we'll talk about who else came back later on but um Dwight's going to be great in that center rotation that we're going to have because he's going to be that traditional big man who's a lob threat, who's really, really big in size. And the, and everything that we've kind of done to this point here, guys, has really centered, has really been centered around the whole concept that the Lakers, like I, from what I've seen and from what I've heard from other, other people who cover the Lakers, is that they focused on one thing, being bigger, faster, and stronger. And that's pretty much what what I've noticed from this roster, from the team, from the players that we picked up, even going back to the trade with with Westbrook, because people have been saying, and I kind of see it now, that that third guy, that third ball handler was Rondo in the year in in 2020. Then this last year with uh, Schroeder, it was a bit of an upgrade because he was kind of mirrored. Uh, um, he kind of mirrored Rondo in a way. And then Westbrook is that even more of an upgrade. He's that bigger, faster, stronger uh, shooter in a way. So I don't know. That's just a little, you know, side note there, guys. But if you keep on, if you look at this, if you look at this roster, look, look at the guys, they're, they're guys who are either bigger, faster, stronger than most people in their position or in the positions that they played. Or they have other upper hands, sort of like how E.D. and LeBron do, where they're Maybe not necessarily bigger, but they're definitely faster and stronger or whatever. You know, they're, they get, may not have all three, but they at least have two out of the three with the majority of the people in their position from what I kind of see. But again, maybe there's going to be some places where they kind of let up or something like that. But I really do think that this team is, you know, set to really kind of to really go and compete for a championship, much like I thought last year. But this year is really this season, this uh, roster is really veteran heavy. And what I like about having veterans on the team a lot is that you tend to go ahead and have uh, guys who know how to play the game. So last couple of things here, guys, just to go ahead and wrap up the, the to wrap up the podcast, I wanted to bring up uh, Mello. LeBron is finally going to get to play with his longtime friend with the with uh, Carmelo Anthony. It's going to be nice to actually see these guys play finally, finally together. I'm excited to see what these friends are going to look like. Melo can actually be a really big piece for the for, for the team. I really do think that he can be a big-time scorer, whether if it's off the bench. Uh, whether if he does start, maybe he can be one of those players that starts. Then we take him out a little bit early so he can actually play with that second bench or with that, with that bench unit. It's similar to like how I think we're going to be rotating uh, what, uh, Russ when with LeBron. I really do think that they're going to kind of alternate or stagger their minutes in a way where um, at least maybe two, even two of them are going to be on the floor at all times out of the three when it comes down to LeBron, AD, and, uh, and Russ. But when it comes down to it, I do think that Melo has a really strong opportunity to be able to go ahead and... and uh, it's going to become a big time scorer off the bench or whether if it is he's starting again 
but um, we'll have to go in and see. But overall, I am excited. I really do think that this is going to be one of his best opportunities to get that ring. He's been one of my favorite players in, in the league for so many years. So it'll be really exciting to, to see him win and, and get that championship and potentially get it with the Lakers. Uh, so the last thing I wanted to just do to wrap it up, to wrap up this game, or to wrap up this game, sorry guys, to wrap up this podcast here, is to mention the two guys that we're going to be bringing back and that I am excited about. If you guys seen on Twitter, we brought back uh, Marcus Saul, which has been doing really, really great in the Olympics. I think they might have even won. I got to check that out. I've been a little bit behind like Olympic basketball and everything here. But uh, Marcus Saul, we're going to be bringing him back, and that's going to give us that uh, three-point shot, that, that guy who can actually get a three-point shot in that center position. And that's where I was talking about that it'll be great to have one guy that can shoot, one guy that's a lob thread in Dwight Howard in that center position, at least when AD is not going to be playing or when it gets closer to the playoffs. Well, the last uh, guy that I wanted to mention, if you guys saw, we ended up re-signing THT. We gave him a nice contract as well. I believe it was for like three years. So we get to lock him up for quite a few years. And we, he, and we give him the money that he deserves when it comes down to it as well. I'm really excited to see this guy. It really gets me thinking that maybe the Lakers really saw something special in this guy. So I'm really excited to see what kind of a what kind of a role he's gonna have in this uh, in this upcoming season and and what his uh, you know his potential could could be at this point. You know, so we'll have to see. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, let me know what you guys think. I'm really excited to see how we're gonna fill out the rest of this uh, the rest of this roster. And I really just think on paper, as of right now, we have a really really strong team, a really strong bench. And we can definitely compete to see what's what's uh, or to, we definitely can compete for maybe another championship and get that number 18. But let me know what you guys think. Uh, maybe you think I'm crazy. Maybe you think I'm uh, stepping on the gas a little bit too much right now and I need to pump my brakes a little bit. But let me know. Get back to me. And uh, again, guys, I have uh, that email account. It's West Coast Sports Podcast at gmail.com. I have a Twitter now and I made an IG. Uh, both of them are the same. It's at West Coast Pod 702. Again, that's West Coast Pod 702. Uh, follow me, uh, like anything, whatever. Send me a DM if you have any questions, and I'll bring it on to the uh, I'll bring it on to the uh, podcast as well. So thanks, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and have a great day. Thanks.